Listen to fucking mm-hmm. Catlin 9, motherfucker, and I did the whisper great. It comes across crystal clear because of me. Post-edit. Because I leaned in. Post-edit. And did what you weird. Because I amplified did. it. Shut up. Heyo, I just stole Zach's intro, and welcome to Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, and the one who I stole the intro from, my brother and co-host, Zach. I think it was your best intro yet. I think so, because I do them so much better than you do. Sure, with, anyway. my, with my with my opening line, definitely. If this is your first time here, thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. We are full spoiler, and we He's mean He's a cunt, it. I'm not, and so man, we'll just establish that right off the bat. Valid. Yeah. Can't take that one away. And so, yeah, we read Game of Thrones, and we talk about it like we have a valid opinion. And so if, if you're here, here before, apparently you you enjoy that opinion or at least like laughing at it and mocking our lack of knowledge, which is fine. I think we're somewhat knowledgeable in our own heads at we least. We are, yeah. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. Uh, I did want to make a quick mention that those who listened on PodCoin, clearly you've discovered that that has been shut down. And so you're probably listening elsewhere since it doesn't work anymore. And we appreciate you finding us on another app instead. Yeah, so yeah. We, we are were. available everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere, except PodCoin. Except PodCoin. it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> anyway, if you joined us last episode, we were reading John 8. John got Longclaw. Yes, he did. And I... I actually have a note where I couldn't fill this page, so I made some notes on it. And one of those notes is that we also learned Aemon Targaryen is Meister Aemon of the Wall. Yeah. And I like that that big Targaryen reveal is immediately followed by a Targaryen chapter. Yeah, it, uh... Yeah, that was a good reveal. Aemon, Aemon being a boss-ass bitch. Which essentially, yeah, that reveal came to... Sway John, not sway John, but tell John that this choice has been made by many people. You're on the not wall. alone, and so you kind of just need to let set that shit aside when you're at the wall, and that's that because John had caught wind that Robert called to Banners and was marching, and John felt like a coward for not marching beside him. And that was pretty much it, just stirring up some more of the John Angst spot, and then Eamon was dropping some Eamon bombs. So this episode we're doing Danny Seven and. I am super excited for this episode, this chapter, because I really enjoyed this chapter. I really have just enjoyed every Danny chapter in A Game yeah, of Thrones. It's been, but it's been wild. We'll see how long that trend can keep up, because so far with this reread, I feel like Danny is some of the juiciest chapters. Yeah, it's And I really cool hope shit. that continues, because Danny starts to lose a lot of favor with me here soon. So I'm hoping I'll keep enjoying these chapters as much as I do. So this one begins that when the battle was done. Danny was riding her silver through the fields of the dead with her handmaidens and the men of her cause following behind her, smiling and jesting among themselves. So this is nothing to them. No. And so technically coming from the funeral industry, de- when you're around it that often, yeah. you do become desensitized. And so I can get the outsider's perspective of, are they really walking through all this and it's no big deal? But I think that's what George is signifying here, is that they do see this that often, that it's not a big deal. And that Danny 
is shocked by it. Yeah. Uh, it's Danny's in Dar- Danny's character to not just be able to look past all the fact that they're literally riding through a field of dead people. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a heavy thing to fucking realize. So, yeah, it says that dying horses were lifting their heads and screaming as she rode by. Wounded men were moaning and praying and Jaka Ron which are headsmen, mercy. mercy men, yeah. moved among them with their heavy axes, taking the heads of the living and the dead alike. Actually keeping the heads. Now we're going to do a small pause right there. Mercy men. Mm. Men who deliver death to those who are dying. The Dothraki have a sort of many-faced god. Yeah, they've got people who represent or work on behalf of the many-faced god, even if they don't know it. Yeah. But I like that they're specifically called... Mercy men. Mm. Fuck you. And after the mercy men would scurry a small flock of girls uh, pulling arrows from the corpses. And last would come the dogs, lean and hungry. The feral pack that was never far behind, the Kalasar. Yeah, so Danny points out that, or notices that the sheep have all been dead the longest. They're kind of turning black. They're decomposing. They look nasty. And says that it was Kal Ogo's riders who had done that because Drogo's men wouldn't be so foolish as to waste arrows on sheep when there were shepherds yet to kill. And yeah, so to sort of set the stage here, Danny's Kalasar, Drogo's Kalasar, arrived on this town that was being sacked by Kal Ogo's men. Kal Ogo had recently... Joined them in Vastothrak, uh, the night of Viserys's crowning, uh, at the high table with Jorah and or Drogo. Drogo. And so th- there's, yeah, there's. Man, we it, can see who you want to be, Danny's husband. I mean, <laughs> what can I do? Uh, yeah, because at first, like, it, it's it's a slow bleed here, figuring out what actually happens. Like, it, yeah, it's true. The, the the attack had started by the time Drogo's, Drogo's men Kalazar got there, too. and so. Essentially, I I would believe that this was, I would almost more believe that it was the mole men themselves who killed the sheep as sort uh, of would, uh, fuck you, you're not taking yeah. the cattle. It seems or, more like it was Ogo's men being stupid and yeah. foolish and shooting them all and then going in after the men and not, or even afterwards, but yeah, they weren't. Drogo managed to catch them basically with their pants down and. Fuck them all up, because Calogo has fallen here, we learned. The town was afire. Riders were galloping back and forth, hurting survivors from smoking rubble. The women and children of Ogos Kalasar walked with sullen pride, and even even in defeat and bondage. But it was different for the townsfolk, and Danny pitied them, remembering what that felt like, that terror. There were mothers stumbling along with... Blank dead faces, pulling sobbing children, and there were only a few men among them, just cripples, cowards, and grandfathers. Yeah, the old, the young, and the weak. Yeah, and basically. That's so it. yeah, it's it's a this this town was just sacked, was burned to the ground, is being burned to the ground. And yeah, exactly. People are being shepherded for slavery. Yeah, so this is also where we learn that these are the people known as the Lazarine, or as the the uh, Kalazar calls them, the Dothraki call them the lamb men. They're basically just a farm village is all it is. But because they don't ride in battle and they're small folk out here, mm. because they aren't hardened warriors, they're lamb men. They're supposed to be preyed upon. Yeah, Danny even notes that at first they had seemed Dothraki to her with mm-hmm. their darker skin. and But 
the more time she kind of spent around them, the more alien they looked to her with their squat, squat, flat faces. They were these were the herders of sheep and the eaters of vegetables. And Drogo said the grass of the Dothraki Sea was not meant for sheep. And so, yeah, essentially, lamb men are nothing to the Dothraki. They're just to be swept over. Right. So she meets uh, Ser Jorah outside the gates of this little city here. And Jorah is wearing his full armor like Mm. a knight would, which apparently he got mocked for and was given a fucking hard time because the Dothraki, you know, ride around in their underwear. Yeah, until Jorah had enough of that shit. Yeah, and so he took whoever, whichever one was talking the most shit the loudest, and he killed that motherfucker. Yeah. And then that was that. I also thought it was interesting, Martin takes the time to point out the savagery, because Danny sees one boy by the river. Oh, yeah. And a rider had run after him and cut him off with on horse, while others boxed him in around him, and they just started lashing at him with the whips, just so, hurting him in. And finally, when he could no longer stand, they finally put an arrow through his back to, to end it. And it was all just sport I for feel like part of that is almost contrasting Danny and Sansa because that just reminded me of the hound running Mm. down the butcher's boy and how gleefully these guys are doing it. They're making sport of it. We were like, yo, the hound was fucking savage and Arya has the right of it. You know, she's pissed and all that. We're kind of just like, yeah, it happened. These four guys just ran down like four guys, not even. Well, no, I mean, it like, to me, it it was savage. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a boy here. Like that's why I brought it up because Martin specifically draws Danny's attention to it. Danny notices it. She doesn't comment on it. She doesn't say anything. Right. But it says Danny saw a boy by the river. She's watching this happen and watching them at sport. Yeah. Yeah, because she even turns away from it. Yeah, and, yeah, no, she's not pleased she's... by it. Yeah, and and this is when we learn that Jorah came up to her and told her, and we learn that he fucked the guy up. And Jorah tells her that Drogo awaits her in the town, and she asks if Drogo was harmed during the fighting. And he says a few cuts, nothing of consequence. Bullshit. He, he slew two calls this day, Kal Ogo first, then the son Fogo, who became Kal when Ogo fell. Now, Kal Drogo's every step rings louder than before. Yeah, Ogo's blood riders had cut the, the bells mm-hmm. from their hair, signaling their defeat. And so <clears throat> this is when Danny thinks back and thinks that Ogo and his son had shared the high bench with Drogo at the naming feast where Viserys was crowned. But that was in Vase Dothrak, where every rider was a brother and all quarrels quarrels were put aside. Jesus. Uh, Do you think Quirrell ever had quarrels? I hate you. I was just just wondering. I hate that word. (laughs) Uh, Ogo's Kalasar had been attacking the town when Drogo found him, and Danny wondered what the lamb men thought when they saw Drogo's riders approaching from their walls. Perhaps a few of the younger thought their prayers answered, and took it for deliverance. Man, that's... What a fucking that's, point of view uh, to put into uh, her well, own Well, that's mind. essentially like, the uh, the Sack of King's Landing as well, with Tywin yeah. outside the gates is the Mad King. So, and she, But she's seeing it from that outsider's perspective. Like, if she could apply that view to her father's mm-hmm. situation, you know, she would have a different look on, but... She can only see, you know, the usurper to right, kill their right. father. But, yeah, no, I thought it was interesting that it's a very similar comparison here where, yeah, like, I, I bet yeah. they were thinking, like, oh, someone's coming to save us. Yay. Yeah. And then 
a more savage Kalasar comes in and just starts ripping you apart, ripping at- your attackers yeah, apart, just fucking everything up yeah. on everybody. And I just so I just loved that that she noticed that and had that. Yeah, thought. and so right then is when uh, she notices that one of Drogo's men had dismounted, found himself a little girl, and shoved her just... face down over a pile of corpses and started raping <sighs> her. Yeah, dude, on a pile of corpses. That was the deliverance the Dothraki brought to the lamb men, Danny thinks. And she even reminds herself that she is, is the blood of the dragon as she turns away because she can't tolerate. Hard, yeah, hardening her. her heart as she rode toward the gate. She's, and, and that's what this society would have everyone believe is that this is a part of war. This is what happens during conquest. It's normal. A man's blood is up, so he's gonna take a woman. Like that's just and in Dothraki culture, it's required. He's oh yeah, he can claim yeah, he can claim his treasures. He shed blood for his not that it's saying much, but at least over in Westeros, it just means that the brothels are full that night. Yeah, I mean, granted there are rapes and there it does obviously happen, but at least. You know, the sex workers are getting paid over there. Yeah, so Jorah begins filling her in that most of Ogo's riders fled, but there may still be as many as 10,000 captives. So they've got 10,000 slaves. Slaves, as Danny thinks. This is war. This is what it looks like. This is the price of the Iron Throne, she tells herself. Yeah, because she thinks that Drogo's going to bring these captives to one of the towns on Slaver's Bay. Yeah, Jorah explains that he's even advised Drogo to go to Marine for a better price for these slaves. Because just those alone would be enough to buy the ships necessary. I thought the interesting point of that was he writes, he says, uh, Illyrio writes that they had a plague last year. So they'll pay double for healthy girls and triple for small boys. For boys under yeah. 10. Yeah. For Varys, I would assume. So, yeah, that would be... To cut out their tongues. Exactly. And have them be little birds. So, yeah, essentially, we'll, if enough of the children survive, we'll have enough to buy ships and yeah, men to sail yeah. them and all that stuff. So behind them... The girl being raped just makes a heart-wrenching sound, like a sobbing wail, and Danny commands Jorah, make them stop. And Khaleesi? See, I feel like that was just a reaction. Like, she couldn't help herself anymore. Just make them stop. I can't hear this anymore. Yeah, you heard me. Stop them, she tells. And then she tells Jogo and Quaro to aid Jorah. She wants no rape. And they're all trying to explain to her... That this is war. This is what's. This is how it goes. And yeah, so Jorah moves closer, trying to be like that homie, and he's like, "Princess, princess, yo, you have a gentle heart, but you don't understand. Like these guys shed blood for their call, so now they're gonna claim their reward. Like it's all good. Everyone makes mistakes, but you didn't know. And yeah, so the Dothraki. Uh, no, not Dan, that at this point says, do as she commands, or Drogo will hear why. Well, yeah, she notices that across the road, the first man who is raping the girl is done. There's a another, line. Yeah, yeah, another, another started taking place. And then there's a group. It's Yeah, it's like, fuck, it's savage. And so, yeah, Jogo offers to remove the the girl's tongue if her wailing offends Danny. Like, and That's da- their solution. Yeah, and Danny's like, I don't want her harmed. I claim her, so do as I command. And Jogo rides off, Quaro and the others follow, and Danny tells Jorah to go with them. And so the He night- gives her a curious look and uh, says, as you command, you are your brother's sister in truth. And she, like, yes, Viserys. 
you you're just spitting image of him. Like yeah, she's like Viserys, and he's like Nah, bitch, Rhaegar, Rhaegar, Deuce, and he rides off. <laughs> and yeah, so J- Danny hears Jogo shout the rapers laugh, uh, and then she sees Jogo's rock flash, and the man's head tumbles from his shoulders. And by then, Goro, that, and so that was just one of the guys waiting his turn. Yeah, the guy that was still it's raping still her. Uh, Jorah walks up and just yanks right off of her yeah, and throws him to the ground. Uh, the, the men that are waiting, Ago begins talking to them, and he points to Danny sitting on her silver, and one man spits, and she notices that they're all looking at her with those dark Dothraki eyes and just with pissed-off hatred. And so, yeah, Jorah goes up, messes up the one dude. He sends him sprawling in the mud. That man came back up knife in hand and died when Ago's arrow pierced his throat yeah fuck that dude yeah Ago's on it so Jorah pulls the girl off the pile of corpses wrapped her in his cloak and led her over to Danny asking what the Khaleesi wants done with her and the girl was trembling obviously no shit hair matted with blood she tells uh, Danny tells Doria to see to her wounds as she looks the least Dothraki and is less likely to frighten her and Danny continues on, and it says that inside the town it was worse. Many houses were on fire. Headless corpses filled the lanes. They passed other women being raped, and each time Danny reined up and sent her cause to stop it, claiming the victims as a slave. Which, I mean, like, at this point, she start, she's, we're starting to get that anti-slavery movement of Danny's, just the, the victims. Right, she's right. caring for the victims, but... I just I like the the wording of it where like to save them she has to enslave them essentially yeah, to yeah. save them from these she has to claim them as her slaves yeah too. so I do also want to start bringing up the point because um, we will be meeting someone very close to your heart soon and are you do you believe she's she will intentionally harm because of her being saved essentially or is that do you think it starts now where she's going to do this danny's going to do the saving but she like fuck you danny you're not saving anybody are you talking about miri mazdur because you're being so vague yeah yeah okay we're full spoiler reread bro you can say her name well i didn't want to ruin it for you because i knew how excited you were i love like no i love miri mazdur i don't give a shit um i don't know because obviously we've discussed it a little bit there was a lot more revealed about Miri Man's door than I originally thought. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if she is just pissed about her temple being defiled and her people being, or if it's she's aware of the prophecy of the stallion who mounts the world and is, I, I don't know. I, I think that her motives are one of the biggest things See, I because... Feel, I feel like it, it's more of a, you aren't saving us and Ow. Haha. <laughs> and fuck you for thinking that you're saving us. Well, yeah, that's it. Is you're acting, uh, especially Danny at this point, like she, she, and that's sort of the double on top, uh, the double edged sword here is that she's saving them, she's taking them as slaves. Like they were free here. She, she, you know, we learned that Miriam Azdor was God's wife at this temple that they burned and that. Everyone she knew. She's and, basically the town maester. Yeah, everyone she knew and worked on and cured and every baby she delivered was just slaughtered by these people. So, 
I mean, yeah, I wouldn't put it past her to be like, nah, fuck you, you're bad people, and your son is this prophesized stallion who mounts the world. If he's just as savage as the rest of you, that mounting of the world is going to be well, that destroying everyone. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, is like your ev- husband whole, is this everything. Fuck it savage Kalisar leader, so fuck but all yeah, you. So anyway, so Danny stopped and saved girls from being raped at least four times before Jorah tries telling her she cannot have them all. Yeah. And even then where he's like, you can't have them all. As if they're actually hers. Yeah. And one of them actually thanks her in the common tongue, but the rest were all way too frightened of her in the way. Keep going. I'm just going to. Yeah, the rest were all too frightened of her. Probably just how Khaleesi-fied she is at this point. And so, yeah, she says, I am Khaleesi, heir to the seven kingdoms, blood of the dragon. It is not for you to tell me what I cannot do. Jora, the bitch, the Andal, the bear. So they found Drogo seated before a square mud temple beside a pile of heads taller than he was. A short arrow of the lamb men stuck through the meat of his upper arm. Yeah. Ow. That stings. So Jiqui helped Danny dismount as she was heavy with child, and she knelt before the call and said, My son in stars is wounded. And it said that his cut was wide but shallow, his left nipple gone, skin hanging from his chest like a wet rag. So he's just got this flap of skin over his left nipple. And he says, Is scratch moon of my life from Ogo's blood rider. I kill him for it. Ogo too. And Danny, praising him, just says, No man can stand before the son of my life. Father yeah. of the stallion so, who mounts the world. I like that that's kind of almost, uh, that's what Sansa does, where it's, I'm still keeping the courtesies, you're right, you, you know, you're this big bad man. Mm-hmm. Nobody can, she's still, like, complimenting him while also, you know, worrying. So a mounted rider rides up and vaults from his saddle, speaking to Hago in a stream of Dothraki way too fast for Danny to understand. Dude's pissed. And she thinks, uh, or Hago says, this one is Mago, who rides in the cars of Kojako. He says the Khaleesi has taken his spoils. And Drogo, not angrily at, at all, but he looks at Danny and asks if it's true. And in Dothraki, she's like, yeah. Yeah, she tells him. <laughs> and when when she was done, Drogo was frowning. This is the way of war. These women are our slaves now. And she says that it, it pleases me to hold them safe. If your warriors would mount these women, let them do so gently and take them as wives. Give them a place in the Kalisar. And Clotho, the cruelest blood rider, laughed. Does the horse breed with the sheep? He, that is not a Dothraki accent. Not even close. At all. That sounded like Viserys reincarnate. Well, Viserys. That's, that's good okay. because something in his tone oh, reminded yeah. her of huh. Viserys. Funny. So Danny turned on him sharply. The dragon feeds on horse and sheep alike. And Drogo just like, ah! ah that's my wife. You see how fierce she grows? This bitch. That's the boy growing inside her. Really, dude? You got to make it. Like, maybe she's just a badass bitch just well, that's fucking handling she's business. parasitically consuming the child to wake up the dragon. Yeah. she's just a boss-ass bitch. And so then 
Drogo's like, all right, now you can fuck off, Mago. Like, yeah, my yeah, wife yeah. has spoken. Peace. I love it because he says, ride slowly, Kotho. If the mother doesn't burn you, the sun will trample you into the dirt. <laughs> like, yeah, if my wife doesn't just fucking roast you right now, my son will come out and kick your ass. Yeah, so, like, he, shut up, He's bro. basically saying tread lightly. Yeah. Like, watch, your fucking, watch yourself. And so, he, yeah, he tells him, Mago, hold your tongue. Find another lamb to mount. These belong to my Khaleesi, and he lifts out a hand to reach for Danny and grimaces in pain, and that's when Danny begins calling out, where are the healers? And Drogo had them sent away. But he nobly as fuck says, many riders are hurt. Let them be healed first. This is just a new scar to show my son. So, yeah, he's like, worry about me last. All these other guys have more serious injuries, which his is serious, and it's that Dothraki bravado, but it's still like... Serve them first, heal them first, then I'll get taken care of. Which yeah, is but like... Danny's like, no, my the call waits for no one. Yeah, you yeah. are first, and she tells them to go get the healers, the eunuchs. Silver lady, a voice says behind her, "I can help the great rider with his hurts." And the speaker was the slave woman who had thanked her in the common tongue. And Kotho's like, nah, fuck that. And he goes, I'm going to take out this bitch's tongue. Shut it. Yeah, and Shut I- it. Iago just grabs her and puts a knife to her throat. And Danny says, no, she is mine. Let her speak. And so Iago lowers the knife. And it says that the woman spoke Dothraki well, saying that to the riders, she meant no wrong to the fierce riders. And she's clutching the torn cloth of her bodice to her breasts to try to have some modesty here and danny asks who she is and we get miri master miri master oh my god it's miri master god's wife of this temple and <laughs> is it magi mad magi 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 is what i was magi hago calls her which danny was told and recalls being told is a woman who lay with demons and practiced black sorceries, a vile, evil, soulless thing who sucked life and strength from men in the dark of night. Yeah, so that sounds exactly like what she does to Danny's kid. Yeah. Um, But she is then asked by Danny where she learned her healing. And man, oh man, if we don't get some shit here. So... She she was a god's wife that she and she learned from her mother who was a god's wife before her, and I imagine that's just your local town healer, you yeah, know, your little yeah, herbalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also learned from the mages in Ashai, a moon singer of the Jogos Nye taught her birthing songs, and a Dothraki taught her grass, corn, and horse. Finally, a Meister taught her the ways of the citadel. A maester from the Sunset Lands opened a body and showed me all the secrets beneath the skin. So Jorah speaks up, a maester. Marwyn, he named himself. He taught me this speech. Marwyn the Mage. Marwyn the fucking mage. So, skirt, 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 skirt. Full spoiler, read, read, coming at you. Yeah, we're going to be jumping ahead into some feasts and, and other things. Um... Marwyn the Mage. I've never picked up on this little detail. I never noticed Marwyn it really the now. Mage has taught Miri Mazdor some of what she knows about at least anatomy and the, the inner workings of the For body. For those who do not know, Marwyn the Mage is the only known person, I think, who has lit the dragonglass candle. 
Which, if you haven't read, you don't really know what those are anyway, so I guess it's not terribly terrible. That's spoilery, one of the tasks required if you want to learn the magic. The higher And, and arts. earn your, your dragon glass, your Valyrian steel link. But you're not even really supposed to light it. It's no, a, it's, it's a trial you, where you're right. supposed to sit there and contemplate in the dark that lighting it, you're just going to cut yourself and keep cutting your hands It's a open. test, exactly. It's a test of fortitude and will and intelligence, realizing that there is no solution to this problem because... I can't conjure flame from nothing, and touching this candle is just going to cut me and hurt me. So, yeah, Marwyn the Mage has supposedly lit one, and supposedly with said candles, all sorts of shit can happen. You can maybe talk to people in dreams, communicate over long distances, yada, yada, yada. Who knows what? Marwyn the Mage in runs into one of our friends in Old Town named Samuel Tarley. Samuel. During the time of Pate. And he essentially potentially being a faceless man or not. Yeah. And then uh, Marwin tells Sam to hurry the fuck up, study his ass off here and get back to the wall as quickly as he can. And so I think Marwin is going to be the only person who believes Sam and the White Walker stories. And Marwin himself, I believe, last we knew was on his way to meet a certain dragon queen. Yes. And I just that he's heading to meet Daenerys Targaryen, who he indirectly aided, inadvertently created aided and assisted a woman in in killing her husband and child so and perhaps raising the and dragons. so that'll absolutely be an interesting i wonder if miri master will be mentioned with that'll them. be a conversation they have is miri master well because i wonder if, if when he introduces himself if that flash yeah, yeah, hit her, like yeah. miri master just popping up in her head as I trained under this maid, this, you know. But, yeah, fucking. Well, I mean, in a shy as well. well that's what was it. Marwin the Mage well, doing in a shy? I'm I, pretty I mean, sure a few have made the trip over there to do some studying. And... But that's it. But it's fucking a shy. But like, what do you there, What do you learn in there? Yeah. What are you going there for unless it's dark, dark, magical shit? So, like, that's the interesting thing. So Jorah is amused by this whole thing. He says, a maester and a shy. Tell me, God's wife, what did this Marwin wear around his neck? And she answers him, a chain so tight it was like to choke him with links of many different metals. And Jorah looks to Danny and goes, Only a man trained in the Citadel of Old Town will wear such a chain. Such men know much of healing. So, like, yeah, Jorah's sold hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And so Danny asks, Why would you want to help my call? And Miriam Azdor says that we are all of the same flock. The great shepherd sent me to heal his lambs. Which a Dothraki get pissed. You whisper. I don't give a shit. I do. So mm-hmm. Kotho slapped her for calling them all lambs. We are yeah. no lamb. And Danny tells him to stop it. She is mine. I'll not have her harmed, which she said like 80 times at this point. And she's gotten her ass beat by this point. And yeah, Drogo grunts and says, yeah, that the arrow needs to come out. So we might as well do something. And she... She makes quick work of that. Miriam Asdor tells him, yeah, yeah, and your breast needs to be washed and sewn up lest the wound fester. So Drogo says, do it. Well, he... It it can't be done here. She needs her tools and she... Claims that she needs the the magic and mysticism, I guess, where from it's, where it's stronger in her, the gods' yeah. house. Yeah, um, which is that just is that just you know superstition or is there? I mean, actually... clearly this chick has some knowledge, knows some shit. So probably. I mean, 
yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what she's Whether, working yeah, on. Exactly. Like, because this whole thing could just be bullshit here. Like this. Yeah, she could be going and throwing fucking horse shit like, inside there. The green paste is just that's like it. she could baby poison shit. Drogo. We don't know her motive, so it could be that yeah, she makes it worse and makes his wound fester so that Danny does what she does and asks her and da 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 and gains her trust a little bit. And yeah, so well, who knows? Yeah, so, so uh, Hago offers to help carry Drogo, who waves him away. I need no man's help. And he stands, and a wave of flesh blood just comes pouring down his chest. And Danny jumps in and helps him and says, I am no man. So lean on me when you're not strong. Mm. And that's it. Together, they walk toward the temple, three blood riders following, and Danny commands Jorah and her calls to stand guard and make certain that no one set the building afire while they were still inside. Yeah. So they enter, and it's... It's just a situation, you know. Mary they enter a high up. central room yeah. where there's an altar. So and so, D- Mary Mazder has him placed up there and starts saying, you know, fetch this shit because the the guys didn't want to leave. Some of them, the blood riders. Yeah. And she was like, well, if you're gonna be here, you're gonna fucking help. Yeah. And she's throwing like leaves into the braziers to make incense and shit. Everyone's getting high. It's just cool. doing all sorts of crazy shit. And so yeah, Quotho tells her harm the call and you suffer the same. And so Danny says she will do no harm. Because she felt she could trust this woman. She saved her from the rapers, after all. Saved me, girl. Three of those rapers had already assaulted me by the time you came. Yeah. So, yeah, Danny's being really naive. Because even earlier, I hadn't noted, I didn't mention it, though, that, like, she thinks... This woman doesn't look like a magi to me. She's she's homely, homely yeah. and older and sweet looking. And so she can't like, be this vicious. Like essentially she's doing like the nah, like she she's cool. She's the old Italian mom who feeds you yeah, when you come yeah, over. It's be great. And like she makes all sorts yeah, of Yeah, sure shit. she swears out the neighbor at the neighbor, you leaning out the window and chucking shit at him. Yeah. But she doesn't do it to me because she's cool. And so she's great. It's gonna be Yeah, fine. and like she's just being super naive. She doesn't look like a magi to me. I mean, not all magi are gonna look like fucking pirates. At pre with these blue lips, yeah, and, just like, crazy. Any good and magi is gonna blend in, and so yeah, she she begins. Setting yeah, so up she the... gets uh, the arrow out. Yep. She she removes the arrow while singing and pours boiling wine over it, and then turns to the flap of skin on his chest. Yep, she smears this nasty green paste under the giant chunk, and then. Puts the flap up. Flaps it up and then stitches that shit with uh, silk thread, I believe it's Yeah, so she dresses that wound again on top with a new ointment and tells Drogo that he must say the prayer she gives him. Say the prayer she gives him. Is that some self? And that's what I, like, what is that? Is that actual magic that he's going to be applying? Or is it just a a self-motivated, like, who the fuck knows? And leave the covering in place for ten days and ten nights. She tells him no milk of the poppy or wine for that bit. For that same ten days, I believe. Yeah, there will be pain, but your body needs to be strong and not sort of inebriated by these other chemicals uh, yeah. and he said he spits and he says i am call i spit on pain and drink what i like and so danny turns to miri mazder and says you mentioned birthing songs earlier and she says i know every secret of the bloody bed silver lady nor have i ever lost a babe and danny says my time is near i would have you attend me if you would and drogo laughs you do not ask a slave. You tell her. She will do as you command. And he jumps down from the altar and decides, it's time to leave this place. Peace. Deuce. 
And so Hago follows Drogo from the temple, but Quotho lingered to give Mary Mazdur a stare. Remember, Magi, as the call fares, so shall you. And she gets vicious here. I only kind of half-assed the quote, so did you write the full thing down? Yeah. You go ahead and read it. As you say, Ryder, the great shepherd guards the flock. And that's it. Mary Mazdur is just being a weirdo. Yeah. What do you is there like what do you think that last line in, in, is implying? Like is she just saying like yeah, whatever. Like I'm I'm I think more capable than I'm letting on. Well, so, I like, think I'll that she's almost saying that she is the great shepherd. She's going to protect her she's flock. She's going to enact a sort of stoneheart like vengeance yeah, and just yeah. start Cuz and that's what I um Maybe there she did have the intention of healing Drogo, and then this. But he starts. Well, not even that. More that he he starts drinking. He's you know not listening to her, yeah. and that kind of shit leads to the infection. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe the, it is that where like she did some sort of magic spell for the healing, and him not following through is what not caused doing the it to fester and all that because he could want be to take absolutely. Her and then she just realized, oh yeah, I can see because I almost like. I almost want to say it's not really Miri Mazdur's fault. I, mean, I keep saying dur. Like, dur! Yeah. It just sounds so weird to me. Uh, I don't really think that it... I could almost see it not being Miri's fault that Danny's baby dies. Like, I could see that being to feel the dragons right, and right. to feel her Targaryen blood coming back. That, like, that baby was just destined to not live in order for Danny to become what she does. And really all Miri does is this here where she's like, fuck Drogo because Drogo's the one who really came in and right. maybe she was not one of them who thought oh deliverance but was like ah oh, like shit we're fucked we're fucked because it's Another... we dealt with bad and now we got worse so like fuck so she was like yeah fuck Drogo this guy sucks I don't know and then later on it was just Danny did it to her own baby I don't know baby. I don't know man Miri Mazdur is pretty crazy especially with Marwin the Mage and that little backstory. So I loved it, but you got an inductee. Yeah, I'm going to give mine to Jorah because I'm going to wear my fucking armor if I want to, damn it. You can tell me I'm a coward. You can't be. You can't even be a coward because you're dead. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck you. I actually did enjoy that little story that Jorah was just like, no, nah, who's talking the most shit? You? Okay. Let's go. Let's go. I'll leave you bleeding mm. in the sand. And then I picture Jorah put a bell in his hair. <laughs> So he's now rocking his first Jorah's bald. He's got a beard, right? He's, I mean, he's got chest hair. He is old and he's got that. You can just not it and braid that shit up. Word. You got Jorah inducted. Jorah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen a lot. No. Uh, yeah, my inductee is going tomorrow in the fucking mage. Are you kidding me? Yes. Because one of my favorite, all-time favorite, favorite, favorite characters is Oberyn Martell, the Red Viper of Dorne. One of my reasons for him being my favorite is how well-versed he is. I love that he just randomly decided to go to the Citadel and study potions and poisons and stuff like that. And, you know, he went and fought with a free uh, sellsword company for a bit in the Free Cities. Apparently, Marwin the Mage is similar, just in the more maesterly yeah. magical study and personal detail about me, but in any sort of... RPG where or video game that I get to play, I always go with the mage. So like the study of magic and the mad mage type. So just having Marwin the mage in his name, like fucking hell yeah. But the fact that he is 
mentioned in book one. You're and gushing. Then doesn't come back <laughs> up. I love Marwin the Mage. I That's why so. he's getting inducted. I uh, mean, you keep holding that phone up to me. You can read an inductee. That's, I, I, it's fine. That's I just, my inductee. I read the last Marwin one. Marwin the Mage from so. just diddy bopping around Westeros. And we do have a writer. And beyond. Good? Yeah. All right. Okay. So we have Julian from France right in. What up, Julian? Hey there. So, yes, the dragon feeds on horse and sheep alike. That's a great line. Makes me wonder on who does the Brotherhood feed. Man, we are here to feed everyone else. We're here to, to enforce and protect the small folk. We feed on those who feed off the small folk. Mmm. Question answered. Question answered. Anyway. Next. Uh, you and your listeners are bringing in terrific people into the Brotherhood, yet we might need some idiotic character to use as a punching bag, and I just found one who fits the job perfectly. I would like to induct that bitching snitch named Mako. <laughs> oh no, the meanie Khaleesi took my slave. <gasps> Drogo, please, she's a bully. She has no right. Insert more pathetic bitching here. What a rat. Please let him join us so we can kick his ass from time to time. Valor to Harris, and thank you. So, um, I'm down to induct whatever inductee you think you should bring in, Julian. And However, we do typically like to exact sweet, sweet vengeance on just that sort of person. So, we can definitely bring him in and allow you to have... Whatever fun you deem necessary in exacting revenge on all those poor people that he's raped over the years and for being a sniveling little bitch. Yeah, Stoneheart's pretty chill with that kind of shit. So you got a personal grudge? Take it out. Yeah, so Mago to come in as our punching bag? I'm down. I love it. Because fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Truth. So that was a great one, Julian. Actually, I love that one. If you enjoy what you're hearing and you would like to add your own inductee to that list, you can reach us all over the interwebs. Our Gmail, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. That's where Julian writes into us. You can also reach us on Facebook, another place Julian likes to talk. And that's facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. I'm on Instagram at mannerswithout, also on Twitter at mannerswithout. Zach is on Twitter at carstark92. And of course, our growing, ever larger Patreon bonus episodes, patreon.com slash withoutmanners. Make sure you listen, uh, or make sure you listen. You probably are listening if you're hearing this. Probably. If you could leave us rates and reviews, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, any of them places. Yeah, reviews just do us a huge yeah. helping hand. Uh, follow our Facebook because we, we need more people on there just running their mouths at us and at each other about Game of Thrones, you know? Indeed. Let's have some fun. Write to us. Let us know what you think about this episode. The next episode we are reading Tyrion, Tyrion eight. 8. Yeah. Tyrion's going to be heading into battle. So get us inductees. That's what probably... I think we decided that's the longest chapter in Game of Thrones is the next Tyrion chapter. I mean, that's what you and I said just off yeah. the cuff. No, we haven't we counted pages, but we're pretty sure. So I mean, we're. Go- I'm sticking to it. We're Fuck scientists. It. And the, after that comes Cat 10. So we get to see one side of the battle. Then we get to see the aftermath. Yeah. So stick with us. Thank you, as always, for being here. We're wrapping it up, folks. We're heading into the end game of Game of Thrones. And then we're going to be jumping into the rest of the book. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Valor de Harris. Peace. <laughs>